Welcome to Guilty Treasures, a podcast about everything you ever loved and were afraid to talk about. I'm your host, Ann Kern. And I'm also your host, Emily Cardamus. And this week, our guest is Amanda Freeberg, who is my co-host on another podcast, which I will not <laughs> double dip on cross-promoting this in this <laughs> intro. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I was I was very excited that since our other podcast is also about effectively a game show, that she decided in the end to bring Supermarket Sweep to talk about another game show. It was also great because like Supermarket Sweep, I think, is one of those things that like, I don't think I really thought about in great capacity for many mm-hmm. years. And then someone mentions it to you and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, Supermarket Sweep, of course. Like, it's been here the whole time. I think some things, you know, Jeopardy is sort of like that. I would say Wheel of Fortune. There there have been other shows and, and even not game shows where they just really get into the kind of fiber of reality a little bit for people and that they were on long enough that uh, the people remember them pretty much regardless of their age. I would assume there's a generation now that's like, I don't know what that is, but <laughs> it would probably sound very ridiculous if you explained it to right. them. So so we will not, uh, there will be no supermarket sweep TikToks, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm now like even trying to think of like that, because like supermarket sweep lived in an era or like in a specific time slot of like daytime TV game shows. And not to sound like, is that even a thing anymore? Oh, you kids don't remember rotary phones and like that sort of thing. But like, is that, I guess that exists somewhat, but I don't think that is much of like a genre anymore. No, I I don't think that when things air affects the content of what they're showing as much as it used to, because I, I think think it's just there was this sort of expectation of what sort of person would be home during the day uh, in the 80s and 90s that is different than well certainly right now we're all home so we're all going to be watching soaps and game shows (laughs) but yeah I mean I think I think that is um it is to some extent a a cultural product of a specific time that it was like that and that there was an audience for something something like this show although I think I think it's fair to say that the at least the sweaters the host sweaters are are timeless those are a timeless statement I feel like anyone can appreciate them no those are the height of fashion in any era yeah I mean and I think that's a that's a good way to to maybe get your Zoomer friends into Supermarket Sweep is just show them some of the fashion statements. And I feel like that will be that will be their end to this to this show. <laughs> but if you if you don't have the opportunity to convince them with sweaters, there's this podcast. So I guess we'll let Amanda speak for herself. Yeah, so this is basically super casual conversation. Um, we are going to make you introduce yourself. Okay. Then <laughs> plot twist. So all we're going to ask is if you can just kind of casually say who you are, uh, what you do, and what the topic is that you brought. Hey, I'm Amanda. I am, I don't know, an internet person, I guess. I just do a lot of things. I have a podcast with Anne called All's Fair and Lava and Floor, uh, which I guess is my most notable achievement to date. Uh, <laughs> and I desperately want to talk about Supermarket Sweep. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> this is like truly one of the things about this is that, you know, when I was a kid, my parents uh, had a, a camcorder, right? We shared a camcorder with my entire like extended family, essentially. <laughs> and so uh, because they were expensive in like yeah. 1990. And one of the earliest like home videos we have is of me like sitting on the floor in front of a TV in my underwear. And I can't be more than like three. I'm just... <laughs> 
just going supermarket sweep just over and over again and like screaming as I'm watching the show and like running around the room trying to like collect fake groceries imaginary groceries so like I have a lot uh this is very formative for me yeah wow I I was yeah I was going to ask like is this a recent uh interest but clearly it is has been ingrained in your history for a long time there was uh I want to say it was like two or three years ago we were hanging out with friends at their house in the before times uh when you could do that and i was trying to explain this show to some friends and we were you know like it was a late night we were having a couple of drinks and it was probably like nine o'clock at the time that i was like okay but have you watched supermarket sweep they're like no what are you talking about and so we did a deep dive on youtube and found a bunch of old episodes and we were there until like 12 30 one o'clock in the morning just watching supermarket (laughs) sweep constantly and i was like see isn't it amazing (laughs) well now now it's uh it's there's an opportunity for all kinds of new people to discover it because it's recently been added to netflix right yeah and there's there's 15 episodes on netflix but the super secret hack for it is that it's been on amazon prime for a while and amazon prime has old episodes so like netflix has the weirdest combination of the episodes from the 2000 to 2003 run but amazon prime has like the og 1990 to 1995 stuff (laughs) and these are the ones okay this is something i very desperately wanted to talk about uh (laughs) you guys have no idea what you've signed up for um so the host, David Ruprecht. We can get into some stuff later because he just recently did an interview that said some stuff. But um, <laughs> I saw snippets of that and I'm terrified. I haven't seen yeah, any dude. of it. So yeah. <laughs> um, the host at a certain like he started doing this show and he wore the most outrageous, loud 90s sweaters that you have ever seen uh to the point where like if you go to the like fandom wiki for this there's a section on just his sweaters um (laughs) and and they're they're amazing and they're beautiful and he was apparently the last like game show host to hold out on wearing like the suit and tie that everybody was wearing it was like five years he was the only person still not wearing the suit and tie and eventually he wore like the dress shirt and tie which it was still the 90s so it was like a size 4xl on this like very small man but um but yeah these sweaters are just like the most beautiful nostalgia package in a beautiful nostalgia tv show i don't think that it knew how much everybody would just like love this little time capsule of the 90s (laughs) that it ended up being but that was just like the cherry on top of the cake for you know it's i it's just beautiful i was gonna ask does the fandom wiki also like have i want those sweaters can can, are those sweaters purchasable anymore i mean so it has it in like a section and it has a little gallery of them and a few times i have been able to like google them to try to find new ones so uh you know not like links directly but it gives you a really good uh gallery to kind of run through uh to check them out so you know good this this is a personal mission some people sell vintage um vintage sweaters have had a, a a renaissance on Etsy. Yes. Uh, mm. Like loud sweaters you know, the, from the days when
when like everyone wore colors all the time, which was apparently <laughs> a thing that we've since mostly abandoned. So do you think like when you were a child, like what do you think was appealing? Like, do you know? I mean, because it was so long ago. Yeah. But do you know, do you have any idea what the, the biggest hook for this show was for you then or, or now would be fair also? Yeah. So, I mean, when I was a kid, it was probably just that like my mom had it on a lot. My mom was a stay at home mom and this was daytime TV, but it was interesting to normal people. Like it was one of those game shows where like the required knowledge to feel like you could be on the show was so catered toward like a normal person instead of like, well, you have to do all this research and you have to do all this stuff. Even the price is right. Like the things that they were trying to get you to know and memorize and remember were like high ticket you know, how much does a jet ski go for? And and how much do you think this vacation to uh, Hawaii will cost versus this is like, so uh, which of these three items isn't exactly $2.49? Like, <laughs> which of these three grocery store items goes for more or less than this specific price or, you know, things that like people generally would actually know? I don't. I, an adult <laughs> human now, do not know the answers to any of these things. I don't pay attention. Uh, I, I choose to see that. I mean, I guess I see that as the fact that I'm very privileged to not have to like penny pinch when I go grocery shopping these days. And before I, I had like comfortable income, I was not buying anything more than like ramen and stuff. So I was I was very much like there was no in between. I either was pinching to the point of, well, I only buy the things that cost $3 and no more and then immediately got like a comfortable job. And I'm very lucky to have that. But like your average person, even my partner, he pays way better attention to the prices of things when we go grocery shopping than I do. So he'll be like, oh, no, there's no way that that steak costs that much. And I was like, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they also do like when they do kind of riddles, their riddles are about like your knowledge of Ritz crackers, you know, so they're right. not, you know, it's mostly like brand awareness kind of stuff that most people who who shop and who watch TV like that they would know those things that it was part of their lives already. It's so approachable and fun and like lighthearted. That tends to be what I want out of basically all entertainment uh, that I consume now. Like there's a certain part of like, it's never going to be making fun of somebody in a mean spirited way, or like in a way that they're not in on the joke at the very least. And then it's, it's approachable so that like anybody who's watching is not going to feel dumb for not knowing something. And so like, that is part of what makes me like it now, in addition to the fact that the, it's this beautiful time capsule of look at these dumb sweaters, look at everybody's hair, look at everybody's shirt. Oh my gosh, did groceries really only cost a dollar? Like, oh, right, yeah. right, yeah. right. The totals at the end have always been like a, I'm sorry. <laughs> they, that costs how much? That's nothing. Yeah, I was gonna say for people who might not be familiar with the show, could you maybe explain like the format of, of like a standard episode? Oh, you want this to make sense in context to a <laughs> well, person? Well, just, just a tiny amount. Okay. Just that... enough where people are interested, who I'll be like, oh, maybe I'll now dive into this. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, please do. Let me say from me to you, it will brighten your day. This has become just like my, man, I don't want to think about the world. Just like turn it on and watch for a while and forget. It's beautiful. So Supermarket Sweep is 
a game show where three pairs of contestants are answering trivia or riddles or, uh, you know, prices right level of like trying to guess the price of standard grocery items. I would say that it fluctuates over the years how much it's really just a bunch of like advertising for specific brands of grocery <laughs> items, uh, because sometimes the answers are like the literal brand names of crackers or soda or something like that. And sometimes it's just like a generic like cola, you know, crackers. And so that's the first half. And you're doing every time you get an answer right, or you you get something correct, you are getting time added uh, to a pool. And the second half of the show is, you know, you have however much time you have accrued uh, to run through a grocery store uh, and add things to a cart and try to get the highest total of groceries possible. Uh, you have a max of five of any individual thing. So you have to run around a whole bunch. There are things hidden around the store that are worth bonuses. And so sometimes it'll be things like, can you remember these three specific kinds of donuts and put them in a bag and bring them? If you do, that's an extra $200. Or there'll be like big inflatable, sometimes it's like a, a box of saltines, but it's giant and it's a big inflatable thing or, you know, a turkey or something weird like that. And each of those has like a hidden amount of bonus that is like taped to it. And so you'll find out when you're done uh, how much extra you got. And then whatever team wins that section has one final challenge to do. And they will get a like riddle clue to start with. And they have, I think it's 90 seconds, a minute. I don't remember how long they have for this last thing. It's very short. So they get a clue. They read it. It's, you know, some sort of like rhyming poem. And then the puzzle answer fits into it. And then you run to the next item that was being hinted. And at the third item there'll be $5,000 behind it on the shelf and you have to like grab it. And once you have that, you've won and you get that $5,000 plus the total of the supermarket sweep, the, the running around gathering things in your cart total uh, as your prize. And so it generally maxes out at like $6,200 for your total prize, <laughs> uh, which is like just it's perfect. It's beautiful. It's the exact right amount of money. Because like back then, yes, it was worth more, but it still wasn't like I'm going to beat somebody up over this money. <laughs> right. And so right. like it wasn't like life altering money where like you would be heartbroken if you lost. I think the people who don't win still get that like sweep total of money or something. They get consolation prizes because the host is constantly like, hey, don't feel bad. Uh, we've got some prizes to send you home with in addition to everything else. And so I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That's fun. Do you get to keep the groceries? This is something that I don't know the answer to. <laughs> I don't know if you know the answer to, but like I watched one episode recently and, and I did wonder that. I was like, wait, do they get to keep the food? I don't think so, especially because I'm pretty sure most of it is not real. Yeah, say, that's fair. Display. <laughs> so to get into to that interview that David Ruprecht did recently with EW a little bit, he talked about how like his strategy, if he was doing the sweep, if he was doing the like run around and collect items part of the game, uh, because he's like, you shouldn't be going for these giant turkeys and these giant ribeye steaks and they're like, you know, racks of ribs is like one of the things people constantly go running over to the meat section to start load five giant turkeys into their cart. And, uh, you know, it, they're genuinely heavy, he says, like they take up a lot of space. They're genuinely heavy. So getting them into your cart takes a long time. And if you went to the hair care products, there's five hair dyes that cost <laughs> the same amount. And 
are easier to get in and you have more room so you don't have to waste time running back to get a new cart. Like, this is the stuff that he was thinking about. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, they apparently filmed 10 episodes a day. Wow. Or or, or maybe it was six, but they, they were filming for 10 hours at a time. Wow, that's long. Yeah. And they would have all of those episodes. That would just be everybody in the audience. So basically everybody in the audience throughout the whole thing that's like clapping and watching people play are also going to get to play on their own episode that day so like that's part of what makes it fun yeah some of these uh episodes and it's not always true i think later on the audience was bigger than that and so it wasn't a hundred percent but it was a significant portion but these early episodes on amazon prime if you watch them all in a row like you see oh those are the people who won the last episode or oh hey wait actually i i've seen these people on another episode like they're just all in the audience watching as like new people come down oh man i wonder how you you must be strategizing like you don't want to be the first one to run but you don't want to be the last because by then everyone's tired so you want to be like the middle of the day so you can see other people run right right Mm -hmm. right well and so the interesting thing is again this is all in that one interview it was very enlightening for me it came out like a week or two ago and i've just been (laughs) like whoa (laughs) the other thing was they do the first half with all the like trivia and the puzzles and the questions where you're just at you know a stand and like buzzing in with your answers they do all of those first and then reset the studio to do the sweep and do the run and then do all of the episodes of those second and so like everybody's going to do the puzzles and stuff first in the morning essentially and then everybody's going to do their runs like you know one after the other that would stress me out so much like mm-hmm. like because it's like you you, don't, you can't build any momentum like that you just have to be like and now we have to wait another three hours until it's our turn to do the middle <laughs> section like i i would i think i would be like psyched out like it, it could psych me out i would kind of think that it would help me a little bit because they're very different like mindsets like having to sit there and try to like okay so how much do a box of ritz crackers go for or you know doing all of the anagrams they've got a puzzle that's just like they'll put a brand or a type of food on the bottom and they'll give you like three clues and whoever can like anagram the word at the bottom fastest and get the right thing gets the time and it's in like a round robin situation where it's like you do it and then you swap with your partner and they come up and they'll do the next one and then like it's very rapid fire that and so like doing that compared to like running around a supermarket is just very mentally different to me and also i would spend that whole time being like okay so i think we should get the the (laughs) hair products and uh don't forget to uh you know people don't think about it but those oil those things of oil are very expensive and so throw some of those in here's the path (laughs) i want you to take like there's so much strategizing you can do and so to have like the whole morning to like sit in the store and kind of look at it a little bit is i think that that would be helpful i was gonna ask through your time watching these especially now as you've been sort of revisiting it like do you have that thought of like it's almost like when you're watching like a food competition of like oh i would have done that like do you have like a like a strategy that you if you were on on it like that you would do for especially for the sweet part yeah i mean the thing that i think i would be sure to do is get one of the like inflatable bonuses and do what 
whatever the like special bonus puzzle thing is that the host asks you to do before you do it. Because like sometimes it's like, yeah, find these three very specific donuts and get them all in a bag or find these three different products somewhere around the store and get one of each. Whatever that is, is worth $250, which is way more than any individual thing I'm going to find in the store. And like having that is easily going to be the difference between winning and losing because the range of people's like sweep totals, depending on uh, what year it is, (laughs) really, um, (laughs) is generally between like $800 and $1,200, somewhere like that. And so like that $250 is a huge jump in that. So uh, yeah, that is that is the thing I've thought about the most is like, well, no, you you have to do those. And like the the bonuses, the big inflatable ones can be anywhere from $50 to $250. So like, you just got to grab one. Uh, There's one for each team out there. So you're guaranteed to get one and you're only allowed to grab one. So like, you got to do it. You got to find one. But that means running the store as much as possible because they're all over the place. Yeah. Well, and they're awkward, right? Because you have to keep most of that, you know, like you have to run with that, don't you? Yeah. um, That is the one thing in the rules from what I can glean. I have not like tried to read the rules or anything. I'm not quite that (laughs) hardcore. Um, In the rules, you have to get that across like the line where your partner is waiting at the checkout. That has to be over that line by the end of the time. Everything else just has to be in your cart, but that has to get back. And so generally speaking, if you grab one of those, I would just run and drop it off and come back and, and move on. Unless like my cart was very close close to being full, at which point I would do both and take the cart back to get a new one because you have to run back for those too. In watching other people do this show, is there like a specific set of uh, like strengths that you've noticed among the teams that win or like weaknesses amongst some where like even in the trivia round, you're like, oh, those people are not going to succeed because it's not just a question of being right or wrong on those or making the right choices. Like there's more to it than that, right? Like kind of strategically, like what do you think are the what's the skill? set that you need to be good at this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen plenty of teams not have the most time and still win because they do the sweep well. But you have to do an extremely good sweep for that to be the case. Like you might as well also <laughs> like do well on time. And then you're more guaranteed to be able to get your inflatable bonus, whatever, and get the, like the special new items and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, the skill set is really just like know what things cost in the grocery store and understand that it isn't always the things that look biggest that are worth the most money. Because yeah, I mean, the people who take the time to go to like the non-food aisle and get like batteries and hair dye and like all these things that are actually pretty expensive but aren't huge like always end up with a a big difference in in money so dumb this show is so dumb i love it so much i do want to ask because you kind of talked about that like nostalgia factor like obviously Mm -hmm. you watched it as a kid and are revisiting it now and it itself functions as a bit of a time capsule like how much of that is linked to your enjoyment of it like would it have the same like if someone did like a modern remake of supermarket sweep like do you think you would have that same attachment to it i think it'll it'd be less they are apparently uh working on a new version of it but uh you know the unfortunateness has probably delayed that but i mean a lot of it ends up being nostalgia because part of what makes it entertaining is the incredible difference in like what things cost 
the fashion choices on some of the contestants. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, there is a certain nostalgia for me in particular, right? Like I watched this a bunch when I was little. And then in the years that it wasn't on the air, I had home movies of me watching it that my parents would turn on every once in a while. So like, it was kind of a constant for me. So like, you know, that ends up being a big piece. But even so, I think it is genuinely a fun and interesting like uh, game show. I, I think that it has that approachability that makes it more entertaining than like, you know, all those years of watching Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, where it was like, I don't know this crap. Like, I <laughs> don't make me do a test. Like, I'm not going to study for a test again. I'm 32 years old. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm not in school. It's not my job to right. study this stuff anymore. It's interesting information. I'm glad I got to watch somebody else know it a little. But like, it is in no way approachable in the same way as, as this is, where it's like, everybody's been to a grocery store. Everybody knows how grocery shopping works. And like, even me, who, ugh, boy, as an example, of how bad I am at this sort of stuff. Uh, <laughs> I went to a bridal shower for one of my friends, which th those are kind of weird and antiquated at this point, I would say. Like most of my friends have not had one, but this one friend did because her mother-in-law was very like, well, that's what you do. Which, you know, was also evidenced by the fact that I was the only one of our friends who went. Everybody else was her mother-in-law and her mother-in-law's friends and like people she knew from that, essentially. This was a bunch of older women in their like late 50s, early 60s, that kind of stuff. And they did a game where they had like a basket full of cleaning supplies and household necessities, essentially, which was going to be a gift to her because, again, the concept of bridal shower is you don't already live together or anything. You need these things. Um, <laughs> and so they had a game where it was they had like a little bonus prize for whoever figured out the exact amount worth of stuff was in this basket. And like I was so far off everybody <laughs> made so much fun of me oh, I, no. like, I don't know what this is i'm sorry it's not <laughs> this is not my life i don't i don't have to like sit there and go like gosh you know the dawn is a lot more expensive than the uh i can't think of another brand of soap <laughs> like this is what i'm talking about <laughs> so yeah it was uh it's not my skill set but i can in this game be like no hair dye is more expensive than soap, right? I, I can get there. It's still approachable for anybody. Yeah, there's the thing of like sometimes when you like watch Jeopardy and you can maybe run a category because you're like, ah, that's my that's my niche. Like that's the thing I know. But generally, because of how you we have to interact with the world, we kind of all have an idea of like, well, that's more expensive than that, probably. Mm -hmm. Like, and you can at least function enough on that. You don't. You, well, I was gonna say you don't train to be on Supermarket Sweep, but maybe you do. But yeah, I'm sure these people do. <laughs> right, but but you're not taking like. You're not, I, I've seen people try to do like the Jeopardy test or whatever. And like, that's a process. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, so there's a certain amount of joy I get from this show also in seeing some like gender norms messed up because it does cater to like the, the housewife kind of person. It's fascinating to see men on this show. And I mean, it was the 90s. I don't know if any of these people were non-binary. They might have been, right? But certainly this host uh, <laughs> didn't act like it. But like watching teams of like only men 
kick butt at this game like brought me like vindictive joy where i was like yeah screw you 1992 what up (laughs) like it of course like reinforces some uh gender stereotypes but not in like a not in a malicious way so when they're broken everybody there is just like awesome this is great and i'm like yeah (laughs) and so like i live for those moments on this show i it just makes me so happy to be like yeah here's a team of two men and maybe maybe someone will say something but probably not they're just here to play a game they don't actually care and then they kicked butt at it so like suck it dude hell yeah Uh, now my brain is thinking about the potential therapeutic value of having like billionaires try to do supermarket sweep. Oh, oh my, my God. I would love it. Like having there be just a weird episode where it's a bunch of billionaires who are like, yeah, no, I don't do this anymore. I, th- let's see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's basically like the real world version of that scene from Arrested Development, right? Like <laughs> yes, exactly. how much does a banana cost? <laughs> <laughs> Can we get into this weird interview that David Rubrick did recently? Yeah. Yes, yes. Please. Okay. So I don't know if anybody's read it. It came out on July 27th, and we are recording this on August 14th. So it has not been very long. EW got together with him just to like ask some questions because apparently they're reviving Supermarket Sweep with Leslie Jones as the new host. Oh, dang. Yeah. It's, it's like this has been happening for a while. I know that this went into development like that night that I stayed up really late watching Supermarket Sweep with our friends. It had been announced like i think maybe two weeks before that that was like at least a year ago probably two years ago so yeah been a while and so david ruprecht is wonderful i don't know how old he is but he did bring up he's 71 okay (laughs) he brought up (laughs) that people have uh gotten his home phone number figured out where he lives uh asked him for uh pictures of his feet like Mm -hmm. the whole thing Mm. of an older person who doesn't understand how the internet works just very luckily only having very kind-hearted people reach out to him except for i mean even the feet people like they're not being mean they're not being they were polite feet people (laughs) yeah but he went he was very like open about like yeah i mean this used to happen but uh since this went up on netflix it went from i used to get maybe two or three facebook friend requests a week and now i'm getting 20 or 30 a day (laughs) i'm like oh you poor dude why do you still have a public facebook (laughs) (laughs) i don't have a public facebook and i have no reason not to like (laughs) that's not that's not how you how you do this and then yeah he's like yeah uh you know people are calling me and texting me asking me how you're doing today or where do you live or can i get a picture with your bare feet (laughs) and i i I, it just it was so endearing without having to be in a sad way like it could have been maybe right Mm -hmm. yeah and so like that just delighted me and then he talked about how he's sent in his audition tape to be the voiceover like running commentary for uh for the sweep on the on the new uh revival of it so that he can be the one like doing the play-by-play uh (laughs) while they while they do the sweeps and i think that that would be so wonderful but he did make it clear like it was an audition tape i don't know if i'll get it i hope so (laughs) i feel like being former host of the original show should give you some kind of pride on that like yeah yeah i I hope so i appreciate them being probably doing a fair audition process but there there is some kind of like hey i I have experience 
so I have very yes. direct experience. It's nice to have a callback to, you know, to, to an older <laughs> version of something. It's sort of comforting to have that there. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I think it would be like a nice little thing. And then he knows what he's talking about. Like, he won't right. have to, like, be coached through it or anything. Like, he could do that easily, which, you know, is great. I mean, there are a lot of people who could probably do it easily because it's a thing that a ton of people watched more than 20 years ago. Let's, oops, 30 years ago. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm not old. Um, but I just think that that would make it like that much better and like bring that extra little piece of like joyful silliness to it that it had from before. Because like everybody always looks so happy on this show and not in the weird prices right way where you can tell that like they put up a sign that said smile, laugh, mm-hmm. clap, right? Like, don't get me wrong. They did. But <laughs> but like they're just having such a fun time, it looks like and all of this and that just that is an essential part of the show is everybody just like having a good time because the stakes are low because it's something that like they didn't have to study for months before they got on like some of these people (laughs) apparently like drove up that day from like other parts of california because of course it was shot in california and basically everybody was just from the town that it was in and you know david rubrick would be like oh wow you came all that way and uh, I'm like, it was a two hour drive. It, <laughs> I would go so far to be on this show. <laughs> well, it does have that that kind of, you know, all game shows have a different energy. And I think it has a gentler energy than some. And, you know, some of that comes from the host and the production team. And some of it comes from the concept. Because I think you're right. Like, if you get a question wrong on who wants to be a millionaire, you will never live that down with your friends and family. Mm-hmm. They will make fun of you for not knowing the size of an elephant for the rest of your life. But if you, right. if you get, you know, something on Supermarket Sweep, if you mess up about like I don't know how much Oreos cost I don't think anybody's going to shame you for that particularly yeah it's it's just great they don't even do anything that will make you look completely out of touch like even the billionaires on this show right like to some extent there aren't any puzzles or questions or anything where you're going to say something outrageous where people are like wow how could you not know that yeah. right because mm-hmm. the puzzles are like which one of these three things costs more than two dollars and forty But you don't have to say what you do think it costs, right? You don't have to like put a guess in. It is always like basically either a yes or no or a multiple choice thing. And they're all going to be close enough to make it a game. Otherwise, it'd be silly. So like that is part of what makes it fun is that there is no like making somebody look bad other than maybe you don't get any questions right at all. And then you only have a minute and a half to do the sweep. But I saw a team do like remarkably well. I don't think they won, but they went in with only that minute and a half and they were right up there with everybody. You you never look stupid. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like the more I think about it, sitting here talking about this, how much current game shows now, um, for better or for worse, because obviously there are ones that do it very well, sometimes have a vested interest in humiliating its contestants. Um, like that is a part of the entertainment factor, and that really is like kind of a uh, indicative of its time, where it's like we're all just kind of here. I mean, like you know, Supermarket Sweep. I'm sure there were other ones that were very like you know, it's on at like one thirty in the afternoon right like maybe like it was like you're you're homesick from a school tv and it was in that way very wholesome versus now i think there's a lot more not mean-spirited but some that are definitely like the point is that if you fail you are the joke yeah there's a lot of that and don't get me wrong i have a lot of love for those shows too mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. um okay so maybe i don't have to shelve my pitch for supermarket the floor is lava <laughs> yet <laughs> 
I would love it. I would be all over that. Uh, it's it's so funny. I mean, even right, like Anne and I do a show about Flora's Lava, which is kind of on that line. But part of what makes that show great is one of the same things here where like the stakes are not that high. You are playing a dumb game that you used to play when you were a kid, jumping around furniture across the room, trying not to hit the floor because the floor is lava, except for it's really, I mean, water, but like, it's really a problem. And (laughs) you try to get to the end as fast as possible with as many people as possible. And then if you win, you get $10,000 to split between three people. Right. (laughs) Like it's not functionally much more money than this show was in the 90s. And so you're laughing at people, but hopefully with them too, because they know what they're doing is goofy and silly. It is not something where you're going to look stupid for not doing X, Y, or Z with the exception of one of the people who was on the episode we talked about this week, Chicklet, who just screamed and cried the whole time. But other than him, (laughs) everybody there knows what they're doing. (laughs) And there's like something so, I think, harmless and like fun and joyful about like, because I I remember, I have like vivid memories of like going then grocery shopping with my mom and being like, oh man, like I want to do the... I want to run through all the aisles and like get all the stuff like and you never did because you would cause you would be knocking over things and it would cause a problem but like that like for some reason that dug right into that like childhood like yes I want to do that the toy run instinct right yes (laughs) there is the thing in the show that doesn't really come up it's barely explicitly stated but you hear it a couple times where if you knock something off of a shelf and you don't just like pick it up and put it in your cart if things are like scattered all over you will get a like $200 deduction from your total oh wow so it invites you to like be intense but be careful about it right if you just like put your arm into a a shelf and just sort of like scooped things off you would lose money like because you would just knock shit over everywhere am i allowed to cuss on this show yeah yeah, you are okay great (laughs) i'm proud of myself for making it this long yeah so if you just knock shit over like you're gonna lose so it's has that small piece of like well you gotta be careful so even if you did do it as a kid running around a grocery store right you'd have that like little extra piece of like well i can't knock things over right gotta be careful (laughs) the other thing he got uh, in this interview that David Rupert got asked was about so every episode opened with people being called down like they are on prices right like do you have the cheese it's come on down um they probably didn't say come on down because that was very prices right they probably I think they say like you know you're next or you know something silly like that but so they'd call their three pairs of contestants down in a very stilted and clearly staged way which is fine <laughs> especially because okay tangent to my tangent there are episodes where the They'll say like, hey, if you have this product, come on down. Well, only the people who are called down seem to be holding products. So (laughs) I don't... I don't really know what you're trying to hide there. <laughs> and it could just be it was a long day and everybody else has set theirs down because they know it's yeah. not them right now right. anyway. You but don't like... want to just cradle Triscuits for 10 hours. <laughs> the right. last shoot of the morning and you're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like... I'm done. I don't care. But yeah, so they, they call everybody down and then they introduce David Ruprecht and he jogs down an aisle to like come to like his little spot his mark to like do his thing he doesn't even have a podium he just stands in a specific spot but so they asked him like hey did you hate especially since i know you filmed so many episodes a day did you hate that they made you run down a grocery store aisle to like get to your spot you couldn't just be there he's like no i like jogging 
that got my heart pumping a little bit. It was just so wholesome. <laughs> it gets your energy up. I love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was so sweet. I was like, okay, you're cool. I like you. Now I do, I, I want to ask like, because you, you had mentioned like a lot, especially now, a lot of the media that you're seeking out is that sort of like comfort media. Is that something you actively search for when you want to start watching a new show or you're revisiting like something old that you used to enjoy is like you're looking for that like wholesome quality or or does it just kind of do you just kind of stumble into it like as you go through things it is a little more actively looking for it uh nowadays uh i would say that in the before times it was more of a stumble into it right like a lot of my favorite shows were the good place and parks and rec and i guess everything that michael sure does but like <laughs> you know the things where for the most part with the exception of like an individual character everybody just loves each other and is having a good time i think the last like big show that i got into that wasn't at least kind of like that uh was breaking bad and i did not finish that show at a certain point i was like everybody here is bad and i also care about them and nothing good is going to happen to them ever again and so i can't anymore I can't because there's no reality in which anything good happens in this show again. And I have middle ground shows, but I will never, I will never be able to go back to Breaking Bad level. Like, well, everybody's just miserable and this show does nothing but make them more miserable. Can't cross that like Breaking Bad Rubicon to the things right. on the other side anymore. I can understand that. I finally gave in because I got through, I think I was like a season away from the end and I got so far and then I was like, I can't. And the you know finale happened and I avoided spoilers and I tried not to look it up. And finally, like a couple of weeks ago, I snapped and was like, I'm going to look up how the show ends because I'm <laughs> never, I'm never turning this on again. So I might as well know. But like nowadays, right? Like everybody needs a little extra comfort right now. And so this coming back, this show being on Netflix was like an active decision on my part to be like, oh, thank goodness. Like, I just need something like this right now. It is very much intentional with regards to Supermarket Sweep. I hadn't watched it in, you know, a couple of years other than that night on at my friend's place watching a billion of them on YouTube. <laughs> like, before that, it had been at least 10, 15 years, really. I think about it all the time because I'm weird. And, you know, <laughs> like you said, like being at grocery stores, it'd be a lot of like, I wonder how I'd do on the sweep around this grocery store. When they redid our grocery store, I was like, oh, I'd be screwed because I don't know where anything is anymore. It was a part of my life that I don't literally mean all the time, but like it was formative for me when I was a kid. So like it came up more than maybe it should have. Um, so yeah, like it was a very helpful balm for the world we're currently living in. When Justin McElroy tweeted, red alert, uh, this is not a drill. Supermarket sweep is on Netflix. <laughs> and then you see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, do you think that it's maybe this show in particular, like aside from your sort of personal historical connection to it, that maybe it's especially reassuring because it's about a really mundane thing that we all used to do and have it be mundane. And now it's kind of like an extreme sport in reality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
God. I mean, it's definitely true, right? Like I have not walked into my grocery store in four months. I do pick up now. They bring it out to my car and they put it in my trunk. Like I have not been inside a grocery store in a very long time. So it is kind of replacing that like normalcy. Also, I'm like, I remember what this looks like. I remember what that was like. That's cool. But yeah, something mundane Mm -hmm. like is just great because there's no such thing anymore. (laughs) Man, now I want to go back and rewatch it because I feel like every time I've gone to the grocery store, it's just been a harrowing, stressful experience Mm -hmm. of like, how fast can we do this? Where where are the things we need? How do we get out of here as fast as humanly possible? Uh, And I would love to watch that in a context that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe (laughs) make it a game. Maybe this is the game now for your life that when Uh, you do go into the grocery that you can think about it like it's supermarket sweep. Yeah. Just imagine that he's there in his sweater. cheering you on yeah <laughs> having an announcer go "Ooh, boy that was a risky move it's a good thing that that's worth 20 dollars." <laughs> <laughs> looks like they're going for the beyond beef this time <laughs> you do it in 90s clothing this actually so this is an important question that i have for you about the reboot if you were in charge of it which obviously you're not but do you think that it would be better if people were wearing 90s clothes oh <laughs> <sighs> I mean, do I think it would be better? Yes, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I think that that is, you know, something the world needs right now. But it's worth noting, there's a certain amount of like 90s style that has come back. So that's it wouldn't fair. be that weird. That's fair. Uh, you know, I there was one outfit that popped up like just in a preview of Googling it. It was in that article, I think is what it is, of just like a woman in like a white t-shirt with like a... Uh, an embroidered vest with a bunch of like floral decorations on it or whatever. I'm like a hundred percent. I've seen somebody wearing that on Instagram recently, like (laughs) that exact outfit. If it wasn't for the haircut, I'd say like, boom, that could be today. We've talked a little bit about, you know, when you watch this show, like why you've started watching it again. But I'm always curious, like what part of your life it fits into? Like, when do you decide it's time to watch Supermarket Sweep? Like, are you putting these episodes on the time you would have watched it when you were a child in the afternoon while you're maybe doing something else? Are you is it like event television for you that you're you guys are sitting down and watching it together? Like, how does this fit into your life now when you watch it? It has become our wind down show at the end of the night. So it is uh, usually like, you know, eight or nine o'clock. And we don't really want to watch like we've started Umbrella Academy, which is wonderful, but a little bit emotionally taxing. And so this is our like, all right, well, let's just chill for a while. But it is kind of event television. Like it is one of the few things that like, we don't have our phones and we're scrolling through whatever and just sort of in the background or like, I'm not usually playing Slay the Spire while it's on. (laughs) Like I, I sit and I act actually watch it because a lot of what makes it fun is like all of the very specific like oh that's cute i didn't realize that snickers bars used to cost 60 cents or like you know <laughs> stuff like that like it it works best for us when we're actually paying attention to it mm-hmm. and so having it be like this calming chill thing that we do as we're like okay uh well, we're gonna watch admittedly like four of these and then we're gonna go to bed <laughs> <laughs> so you know that that's how it works in for me right now i don't think i've watched it in the middle of the day because i feel like it would just like maybe chill me out too much and then I'd have to go back into the real world and yeah. it'd make me cranky. Yeah. I feel like the producers of the original show or like the people involved with the original show would really probably be very heartened by that by knowing that like you're taking you're, you're, you're chiseling time out of the end of your night to be like and now we're gonna watch Supermarket Sweep and we're really gonna pay attention to it. Like if it, if it were me I'd be like eh, that's really sweet. That's awesome. They're, they're yeah. gently wheeling you across the finish line to sleep. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's perfect. So, so typically we kind of ask, and we've touched on this a little bit, but we sort of ask like, if you had to pitch this to someone, which clearly you've done before, how would you like in a sentence or two kind of pitch to a friend like, hey, maybe give this a shot. Maybe try watching this. Generally, it would be a like, this show is so fun and lighthearted and such like a fun way to not have to worry about anything for a little while. In addition to it being something that is, you know, as we've talked about a whole bunch, very approachable. And uh, you can either feel really smart because you totally would have known all that and or be really blown away by how cheap things were in the 90s. Um, (laughs) When like all of those things are fun while still like being exciting. Like you get very invested in these people that you know nothing about running around and collecting groceries. Uh, And so it is just a nice, cheerful way to spend half an hour. And I like having small things like that. So I think I think more people should keep those around. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And do you have a... I do. So I I was very tempted to ask what you would text the host if you had his phone number, but I I don't think... Maybe we don't want to know the answer to that. Maybe that's between you and him. uh, (laughs) Yeah. And God. But, oh God, uh, of course, yes. But so instead, I think um, confessing that I have absolutely no power in this at all. What if this was your audition tape to be on Supermarket Sweep? Like if you had to pitch yourself really quickly to the producers about why you would be a great contestant, what would you tell them? I would probably tell them that I would be uh, entertaining because I'm very big with my emotions. Uh, I feel a lot of feelings, uh, as you can tell from, well, this and our podcast and many other things. I just, I like feeling big feelings. And also I would be entertaining because I'm not the best at it. I would add that little bit of like, oh, actually I have no idea how much that costs. And so it'd be uh, fun to watch me try. (laughs) I love that so much. (laughs) Also, if it was me and my my husband, uh, we would be the exact like gender flop uh where nathan would know everything and i would know very little and that would be like a a nice fun little stinger to put into your episode i i now i'm like i'm just imagining the future where this can't exist and i really want you to be on it now because i just feel like you would have a great time i would have so much fun it would it would be so fun and delightful except for it being 10 hours of watching other people be less good at it than my husband ever would be (laughs) Well, Amanda, thank you so much for coming yeah. on and sharing this with us. Yeah, thank you. thank you so much for having me. It's a blast. Where can people find you online? Um, is there anything you want to plug? This is your space to promote, so please feel free to use it. Cool. Uh, so I am on Twitter at Amanda the Herder, as in Herder of Cats, because what I do. And I have a podcast with Anne called All's Fair in Lava and Floor about Floor's Lava, which is delightful and fun. And we're about halfway through the show Floor's Lava on Netflix. And uh, it's it's been a real treat. Uh, and yeah, that's that's basically everything. I don't have uh, other personal projects going on. I'm, I keep very busy with not my own projects. So... <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, geez. Hello, car. Um, oh, sounded oh, melodic like a guitar or something. That was so weird. I thought it was a cat, like, <laughs> screaming, so... <laughs> Thanks for listening to Guilty Treasures. You can follow us on Twitter at TreasuresCast. If you have questions or comments, you can hit us up there or via our email, which is guiltytreasurescast at gmail.com, or grab us a giant inflatable package of Reese's Cups. 
You won't get points, but it will be exciting for everyone. If you have a moment, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. And if you like the show, tell a friend. Or decide which of your friends would make the best competition pair and share this episode with them. Until next time, let the dragon in your heart be happy. Thank you.